Yes, I am very honored today to have Lindsay um, with me here from the Durango office. And I have to say in my conversation um, in my interview, because I interview all my people before they come onto the, what I would maybe call the show. Um, I was really stunned by this woman and her ability to embrace all the things that she does for the business that she's in and where she's come from and her story. Um, she's been in the business with us since eight, 2018. I will tell you that she did $24 million last year, which is for most of us a staggering number when we think about what it takes to build a business in a very short amount of time. But I am more than anything just feel lots of gratitude about her story and how she came to make decisions in her life throughout her life that brought her to this place and also brought her to our family. So um, Lindsay, welcome. I'm super happy to have you here. It means a lot to me personally. So um, one of the first questions I have for you is how did you kind of start your career, get into the work environment? Talk to us about that. It's got some great twists. Yeah. So I moved to Colorado at a young age with my family. I've kind of lived all over the state, um, started in Colorado Springs, then went to Silverthorne, ended up in Glenwood Springs and graduated high school there, bounced around after that, but, you know, met a boy there that lived in Durango. Um, he talked me into coming to visit and considered moving to the area. Thankfully, he's my husband now, so that worked out. Um, but when I got to Durango, I knew it was a beautiful place. I knew I wanted to be here, um, but the job market was tough. You know, it's a typical kind of resort community where it's a lot of seasonal jobs. I didn't know. I'd come from a customer service background, wasn't sure exactly what I was going to be when I grew up. Um, so I found a, a restaurant in the North County that needed a, a manager. Um, they did events. So I helped out with events in the managing position. And one night a, a table full of executives came in and they worked for a private community, a development nearby. And I struck up a conversation with the sales and marketing director and they were hiring for an admin. So I interviewed, um, went down and, you know, a week later was working there as their admin in the sales and marketing department. So I learned a lot in that role and, um, Shortly after 2008, you know, the downturn hit, there was a lot of reorganization among many uh, developments companies nationwide during that time. And it was brought down to a skeleton staff. So they released their sales team at that point in time. So it was me and the director. And that's when I got my first taste of sales. You know, we were representing the developer. I started to engage directly with clients and um, really enjoyed it and ended up spending about 10 years with that development I worked my way up through the ranks and became sales and marketing director eventually. And again, the company reorganized and decided that they wanted to bring in an outside sales team from a, a local brokerage. So at that point, I kind of lost direct ties with clients. I wasn't working directly with the people. It was more the realtors, which was great, but I missed that, that people component and working directly with the clients. Um, and, you know, the company went through a whole bunch of different reiterations and organizational models. And eventually it came time after about 10 years where we parted ways and I was let go. It was a really tough time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you yeah. talked about that. Yeah, I think I mean, I think the things that really stuck, stood out for me were some of those conversations. Um, 
you, you, when we talked, you kind of talked about a family vacation at the end of this experience and how it transformed you, but it also created um, some self-doubt and some fear for you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we had this family vacation planned. It was my husband and my daughter and I, and uh, it was about a week after I parted ways with Glacier Club with that development. And I never, it was interesting thinking back on it. I'd never been on vacation where I didn't have a job back home. So it was a very quiet vacation where I sat with my thoughts, whether I liked them or not. Um, I was super uncomfortable, self-doubting. You know, it was just all of these emotions that hit me. I felt like I went through a divorce after 10 years. And again, I knew I wanted to work with people, still wasn't sure what I was capable of being in the future, but I knew that um, having flexibility, I felt like I had missed out on some family milestones um, working at this other job. And so I wanted the flexibility. We're a dual income family. So I needed to bring in some money and I enjoyed working with people. So um, as soon as we got back to Durango after that week, I started kind of calling around and interviewing with different brokerages in the area. And I think one of the other things that I thought was ironic was you went on this vacation and the 416 fire started, which is like, you know, you go on vacation and this thing explodes in Durango and it's like, wow, what's happening to my home and my town and my, you know, my environment. And it was a big one. It was not a small fire. So it kind of, it kind of had this symbolic you know, partnership of I'm going through stuff and my town's kind of going through some stuff too as well. So um, I thought it was really a really good point on your part. Um, what made you come to Caldwell Banker in 18? So when I came back, as I said, I started interviewing with different brokerages and I got a call from Heather Herb, who's the managing director of uh, Durango office. And we knew each other from some other projects that we worked on before. So I was excited to hear from her. It also was a female in the industry. Um, you know, Gina was the owner of Coldwell Banker at the time. And it was um, at that point in my life, I needed some soft support from females. I wasn't used to, you know, female leadership. And that was important to me at the time. Um, and I knew that Caldwell had a great reputation. I also got numerous phone calls from brokers at Coldwell Banker. And I remember how shocked I felt because they were so supportive and welcoming and outside looking in, you know, working for the developer, you have your own sales team, you all for the common goal, you know, usually splitting commissions, stuff like that. So you're not working against each other. And in my mind, I had envisioned a general brokerage firm being sharks in a tank and that it was going to be competitive. Everybody was out for themselves and it was the opposite experience um, at Coldwell. I just, again, was welcomed with open arms and it's still the same today. It still has that culture, which I so appreciate. Oh, it's so nice of you to share that. Yeah. Hey, one of the things that I really, in our, in our conversation that we had was you have a really interesting way to um, communicate with your clients and your sphere of influence. And I think when you, when you shared with me that I do multiple, and we're not talking one or two, but multiple newsletters, I felt that was a story that would really be beneficial for some people to hear. So tell me a little bit more about how you manage that and how you customize that for your client. Yep. So I've worked over the last three years on, on generating email lists. So I do farming, I do mailing lists, um, but this is an electronic version. And so I do it specific to regions, to neighborhoods, to communities. And it's generally 
um, centered around lifestyle and what that community offers. So I tailor a monthly newsletter and there's five of them that go to five specific neighborhoods and developments and communities. And it's, you know, articles related specifically to that area. It's, it's residents that are there. And when I send out the stats every month, it is only for homes that are available or that have sold in that area. And, you know, like Carrie was saying earlier, I look at the stats in the program that I send it out. I can see exactly who's engaged with what content and I'll follow up with a phone call or email them something more on the subject matter. It's been a great listing tool for me. I've gotten some good leads out of it. Well, and I was really inspired by it because it, it, you know, like when I asked you how long did it take, you know, you said it's usually a full day of my month and um, the customization of that, there's always this talk about, well, the newsletter is this and that, but customizing it down to the home and to the people that live in that neighborhood, and then your follow-up, it just really makes it personal. And, and I think I haven't had that, heard that story before in our business. So. It, make, it makes it personal. And it also, I feel like it helps brand you as that area's expert. So yeah, yeah. I think that's well, Lindsay, I am looking forward to continuing our conversation personally, I think when I come back to Durango, but I am just so grateful for your share today. I'm hoping that people walked away with a new nugget or realize that, you know, our lives are not perfect. They don't have, they are imbalanced. They need moments of reflection and, and you know, you really, you've really tackled that for yourself. And I think that's the part that I really appreciate your sharing with us today. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, have a wonderful day today and I hope everything goes well and thank you for showing up. It's really dear of you.